it's fun down here. You never know who's going to walk through the door. You never know where they're coming from. You never know what they're going to look for. And that eureka moment sometimes if somebody finds what they've been looking for for years, it's just amazing to see their faces. And I think that's one of the things that keeps us going. I'm Laura Lee Bernanke. And I'm Bob Porter. And you're listening to the Beaver County History Podcast. You know, we need the smaller organizations to keep that history alive and going. And we need the community members to continue to support that. Or else, years from now, it's not going to exist. You're listening to the Beaver County History Podcast, a production of the Social Voice Project. What is history? straightforward idea. Yeah, that's a kind of an interesting science story. Thank you for having me on the podcast. This is one that I definitely enjoy that dives into local history. What is history? It's the history of a small, well-defined area. History is his story. And it's also her story. It is an account of past events and sequence of time. The people, the places, and the events in all of our lives. It was very interesting and really brought history to life. Welcome to this edition of the Beaver County History Podcast. My name is Kevin Farkas, and I'm the executive producer of the Social Voice Project. We produce this podcast as a way to explore and celebrate the wonderful, rich heritage and history that we have here in Beaver County. We are here at the Beaver County Genealogy and History Center in Beaver, and we are going to talk about genealogy. And that is a fascinating subject to me because it has to do with people. A lot of history is about things and artifacts and stuff like that. But genealogy is, well, there's a lot of artifacts, right, Laura Lee? Sure, there's a lot of artifacts. Bob, would you agree? A lot of artifacts, documents and things involved, records. Absolutely, yes. Photographs. But at the essence of it, this is about people. Who we are, our, our kinfolk out there, our family lineages. And so I'm very excited to talk about genealogy and more excited really to talk about the center here and how this center serves Beaver County and, and really the region with the records that we have here, the family records of the county, some official, some unofficial, wide range of things you have here in services. So we're going to get into that. I'm very excited about that. So, you know what? Hey, let's start this off by talking about genealogy. You guys are the experts. What is genealogy? I think of genealogy in two categories. We have the family genealogist and we have the family historian. Somebody who's interested in genealogy may be specifically thinking of a pedigree chart where it's names and dates, birth, marriage, death, that sort of thing. But somebody who's a family historian will take that one step further. They will look into other records, records like census records, uh, city directories and phone books. They'll learn about the life of the people in their family, things that they did. Were they involved in any military actions, uh, any war records they can find on the uh, families? They'll look at church records if they can find any records of, of what the church that they went to. A lot of people, if they find the location of where the family lived, if they can, they'll travel to that place to see if the house still exists, take photographs, try to meet other 
uh, family members. And DNA, that's just put a whole new aspect into the whole thing. Oh, I'm sure the technology of, of DNA. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. Maybe at some point we can talk about that because, you know, you see these commercials on TV and people say, I found out that I'm, I'm Italian. Can DNA tell you that you're from, you know, a specific area, specific region? I don't know. Maybe some degree, you know, it depends on how you slice and dice it. Mm-hmm. But genealogy is really heavily infused now with all this DNA right. stuff. Yeah. Bob, what's your take on genealogy? What the heck is it to you? Well, it's a, it's a study to allow a person to get to know their ancestors. We are all part of our ancestors. Every one of them handed something down to us. Uh, there's a lot of reasons people get started in genealogy. It can be addictive once you get started. Um, one factor that many people look at is the uh, medical side of it. And um, the DNA helps to show us that. But um, you can find through studying your ancestors uh, and maybe track where a mutant gene has been handed down and, and it's causing medical problems in the current generations. But what our ancestors did in the past, how they lived, it, it's all had an effect on us, whether it's through genetics or it's just through their way they raised their families, the way they, uh, they, they, their beliefs as far as their religious beliefs and their uh, political beliefs. Those things are handed down, and um, we all carry some of that with us. So, you know, genealogy comes from the Greek genealogia, right, which means uh, the making of a pedigree. It's a study of families, family history, the tracing of lineage. And so when one does genealogy, they are looking into the past at that family lineage, those histories, trying to make sense of it so we can better understand who we are now. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you don't know the past, how do you know who you are now? And how do you know where you're going to go in the future? Is, In your opinion, is genealogy more of a study of the past or the present? You can't do one without the other. You have to understand the present, know who you are, and uh, where you fit in society to then go back and look and see how you got where you are. Yeah, I ask that question because um, it seems to me that you have to know who you are now as a starting point, right? The present. Yes. To then trace those steps backwards. Not the other way around. Do you agree, Lorley? Definitely. Um, We have patrons who come into the center and they ask us, can you help me find records on John Doe, who's my great, great, great grandfather? And I look at them and I say, well, you need to start with what you know now. You need to start with yourself. And they kind of look at me and I say, because you may not find that great-great-grandfather or you may find somebody else with the same name. So you start with what you know and you work your way backwards. You start with yourself, you work on your parents, then you go to your grandparents, and then you go to that great-great-grandparent. That way you know you're following the lineage correctly. So there's a process to all this. Right. right. Uh-huh. There is, there's a process. And you guys are the experts. And, and so you, the center here, let's talk about the center. Let's talk about um, what you do here. Well, let's start a little bit with the history of how you got here, what you do here, your services and so forth. Because if anybody knows this process, you do. Uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were founded in 1971. It was a collaborative effort between the Beaver County Commissioners and the Carnegie Library in Beaver Falls and the Beaver County Genealogical Society. And that's where our roots began. We've been here for about six years at the location where we are now. 
Um, the collection here focuses mainly on Beaver County. We do have minimal records for surrounding areas uh, to help researchers with that. We have people coming in to research all sorts of things. It's not just genealogy. They'll come in looking um, for historical items pertaining mostly to Beaver County. We have maps and atlases. Our surname files, we have over 9,000 names in our surname files. Wow. So someday we're hoping to hit 10,000. Nice round number. <laughs> That's amazing. So it, the Beaver County History and Genealogy Center, right? So, you, I mean, yeah, as you said, not just family records, but right. there is more general history here, artifacts here and, and so forth, mm-hmm. documents here pertaining to just a wider set of uh, local history, right? Right. We're, we're mainly documents here. Uh, one of the major areas of our collection that people like to come and look at are the old Beaver County tax records. Oh. We have them going back to about 1800 to uh, early 1900s. What do they tell you, tax records? Um, they're kind of amusing. We have one that we like to joke about. The gentleman's occupation was old man. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's a career but, field I'm moving into right now. <laughs> so, but uh, you'll find other things like if your uh, person you're researching, if they owned acreage, th- that'll be listed in the tax record. If they had cows, horses, uh, some people were taxed for dogs, although I don't think dogs were actually taxed. I think they were just listed in there. As like property that was of value. Right, right. right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, And I think gold pocket watches were also an item that was taxed that, that's unusual. Wow. So you can find out a lot of information. Yeah. So were debts. And uh, the tax records uh, occasionally will list occupations, which, mm-hmm. again, that helps to fill out the image of your ancestor as to uh, what they what they did for a living. And in some cases, those occupations and skills are handed down. Right. It, it, in my own family, tracing uh, my family history, I, you know, I looked at some old census records and other records that showed things like occupation and stuff. And I mean, that was kind of meaningful. So my ancestors who came from Germany were all listed as farm laborers, which says, okay, they worked on a farm, but also says that they must have had some sort of skill set that was valuable to agriculture in the area. I have no idea what that is, but that piques my imagination. Mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, like what that, you know, and I have another ancestor who was, who worked in a pottery. What was that about? Where did those skills come from? Where did they go? So, so we, we glean in those snapshots of society back then, mm-hmm. who we were, what we did and how we uh, talked about ourselves. That's fascinating stuff. You have a drunkard file here, right? Oh, yeah. What's that tell us about people? It's divorce, lunacy, and drunkards. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I I love it. Everybody has to look at that book when they come in. I don't know if it's a good idea to have an ancestor in that book or to not have an ancestor (laughs) in that book. (laughs) A great conversation starter at the next family reunion, that's for sure. (laughs) Those those family skeletons add reality and and make your families come to life and... uh, Our generation, unlike previous generations, aren't so apt not to discuss things, but I can recall when I was a child, my grandmother and her sisters would get together in the kitchen, and they would talk about who knows what, but I I believe that sometimes they were talking about family, but everybody else was excluded. We kids weren't allowed to hear that. And uh, even thing as, as common as divorce now back two, three generations was an embarrassment to the family, and it was not mm-hmm. publicly discussed. And the kids sure didn't know about it. They just mm-hmm. knew aunt and uncle so-and-so weren't together. Yeah. Uh, and that book tells us 
that it did happen. And, you know, uh, now we know that those things did exist. Right. In my own family, once again, my great-grandmother ran off with a young man, half her age, and, uh, and they were tracked down in Ohio, and because apparently that was crime back then, mm-hmm. right? And uh, that was sort of hush-hush in our family for a long time. But I actually found the record of that in a, a newspaper article. Um, a lot of that happened, but the other way around. For a man to do that, I don't know that it was a crime. I haven't seen any problems there, <laughs> oh but goodness. it sounds like maybe we had double standard going on (laughs) yeah really it was before women's rights yeah absolutely for sure Mm -hmm. for sure so going back in history we we get this uh, changing snapshot of society and cultures and how we talked about things and what other popular files or resources that you have here available well, people like to come in and look at the yearbook collection. Oh, yeah. We are striving to get a complete collection of all the yearbooks for Beaver County Schools. And um, that's one thing that people enjoy coming in to see. Although we do have to keep some of them under lock and key. Uh, the ones with Joe Namath in them. Oh, yes. Yes, we we can only bring those out and, and sit <laughs> with the patrons when they look at them. Because when they rip out pages? Does that happen? We've seen them walk out the door. Oh. We've seen pages taken out, and we've seen holes cut in the books oh. as well. So we have to protect those. Who would have thought the criminality here in the genealogy world? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? One other uh, area that people come in... Uh, Occasionally, is they're trying to track the history of their residents, and um, we have directories that we send them to, and then uh, we oh, also. I'm sorry, can, what do you mean by that, Bob? Residents. Well, people buy will buy an older house, and they want to know prior owners. And uh, oh, I see. Uh, in some cases, they're trying to restore the house, and they come in asking if we would have any information would give them an idea of what the house may have looked like before it's been modified a dozen times over the last 100 years. Unfortunately, we are somewhat limited, but we do what we can. We do have here and access online to Sanborn fire maps. Those actually show the um, footprint of a building, and if there's a porch on it, it's shown, and it shows the, the construction material, so they're useful in that purpose. Oh, wow. So things not just related to the family stuff, right? No, uh, this is this is more the history side of it, but right. yeah. Yeah, but you think about families and people, they're located in places, and places, you know, we document places, and they, they are involved in events. And if you can find out that, here's an example of this. Uh, my uncle in World War II never spoke about his service in the Navy. We knew he was on a ship. I found the history of that ship, and that history of that ship was horrific, so, by extrapolation, Uncle Bill experienced two weeks of sitting in the South Pacific with dead bodies floating around the ship because they couldn't get out of there because the harbors were mined. I mean, it's a horrific thing. And I found a lot of other detail about that. So, I said to my family, I said, you want to know what Uncle Bill's experience was in the war? Here, I found it in an account of this event that we know Uncle Bill was at, right, mm. on on board his ship. So, you know, I mean, this is so fascinating. The connections of genealogy to so many other things, I mean, it's just amazing. Bob Porter, now you're on the board here, right? Yes. You're, you're the treasurer. Yes. Tell us about your interest, your personal interest in genealogy, and your your experience. And uh, are you a practicing genealogist yourself? Part time, yes. I mean, are you the authority <laughs> in your family? But hey, let's ask Bob about. Uh, one of my lines, yes. I wouldn't say, uh, you know, again, 
every generation you go back, you double the number of lines you're, you're researching. So um, I'm not exclusive a researcher for the entire family, but for my surname, the port of surname, I'm right now the leader, I suppose, as far as my little clan, local clan. My interest started uh, about 40 years ago when I discovered I had a, a double great-grandfather who was Civil War soldier, and uh, he had been imprisoned at Andersonville Prison and other prisons in the South for about seven months. And uh, what that did, it led me to having an interest in the Civil War in general, but specifically in Civil War prisons. And I have a, a, a small collection of Civil War prison books, both from prisons in North and South. I've been to some presentations. So that's another area that, you know, that genealogy will lead people into is, is uh, what was happening around uh, their ancestor. And, but uh, when my father was living, we did our genealogy together, which gave me an opportunity to spend extra quality time with him. And uh, I'm more of the researcher into the past. He has always been one to, had always been one to uh, make the connections with the living relatives and reach out, find the new ones. So we complemented each other that way. He was able to keep the current generations and put them in, in the charts and I filled in the bag. Well, that's an interesting dynamic that I hadn't really thought about, but it's so true. I mean, doing genealogy brings people together, right? It brings yes. families together. You communicate, you know, hey, look what I found and check this out. And did you know that sort of thing? You can imagine, I mean, what goes on at family reunions when someone brings new genealogical discoveries, you know, to, hey, did you know this? That's a great dimension to all this I hadn't really thought about. Now, Lorelei, you are the president of the board here and the director yes. of, of the center. Mm -hmm. What is your personal story behind doing genealogy? Well, like Bob, I try to do my genealogy part-time. Uh, the center here does keep me really busy uh, sure. with, with miscellaneous things that need done. But um, when I started researching my family, I thought that my family roots were in the area where I lived. Well, the more that I researched, I realized that, no, I have family roots not only in that county, but I also have them in Beaver County as well. And so I came to the Genealogy History Center when we were located at the Beaver Falls location. And I spent a lot of time there. And then when we moved, I became a volunteer down here, and one thing led to the other. And that's how I ended. They, they twisted my arm. Oh, that's how it works. <laughs> you know, that's, that's always how yeah. that works. This is a, 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 a very busy place. I mean, mm -hmm. since we've been here, I mean, we've had people come in and there's conversations going on all over the place about, uh, you know, people looking up their family histories and so forth. It's amazing mm -hmm. how active this, this center is. Your staff, I mean, the other folks who are here, you want to tell us about the people who work here, volunteer mm -hmm. here? We have a wonderful staff of volunteers here. There's a minimum of two staff members here every day that we're open. Uh, we're currently open Tuesdays through Saturdays for our summer hours, and that'll continue through December the 1st. Then we go to winter hours, which is Thursday through Saturday. But um, they're very knowledgeable in Beaver County uh, records that are here at the center. If they don't know the answer to a question, they'll try to find that answer for the patron. Uh, they'll try to direct them in other areas if there's other sources where they can look. We each have areas where we're more in expertise than uh, the other volunteers. Like for me, for example, I'm very familiar with Allegheny County research. So if anybody's searching in that area, they'll come to me and ask the question. Um, Bob, you're familiar with? Pretty much just the basic general history of Beaver County. 
and I uh, have interest in some of the manufacturing that occurred here, particularly glass manufacturing and the pottery manufacturing. We do have one of our volunteers that is uh, very much involved with and, and uh, interested in the Civil War. And uh, we do have another volunteer here who is our tech man. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only does he help keep this place running, but he has been known to help patrons who are having problems when they come in here with a piece of equipment that isn't uh, connecting to the Wi-Fi or whatever. So um, we have a bit of a diverse background. And as Lori Lee said, we're all volunteers. We had a paid staff at one time. We pay rent here. We didn't before. So that uh, funding we use for paid staff now pays our rent. And, you know, that's an important thing. Whenever I talked with other historical societies around Western Pennsylvania, that's a part of all this that I like to have a conversation about it in some way, form, or fashion. I mean, we already know that what you do is important. We know that history is important. We know that preser- preserving history is important. So we're all in this together. And it's really our responsibility to help support, pay for, fund this work that you do and so many other great local historians do. And I always just like to put that that mention in that we have to keep these lights on and we're all in this together. And to the degree that our communities can come and support, whether it's being a volunteer to help you uh, with your needs here and your services here, or writing a check, right? That's mm-hmm. good. You like money. Oh, yeah. Money's good. Mm-hmm. We like that. Money keeps the lights on. Sure, sure. Other in kind kind of donations. I mean, it really makes the world go round in the mm-hmm. local history space. And uh, it's really just important to always underscore that because, you know, so often people just like, uh, whatever, you know what I mean? And then they wake up one day and it's like, oh, hey, where did Genealogy Center go? Oh, hey, uh, how come they're only open, you know, one day a week? Oh, where in the heck did they go? Right. I mean, that mm-hmm. is the reality. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a there is a, a true diminishing of these local history centers and heritage locations and so forth around the country. They're just folding up because they mm-hmm. can't keep the lights on. So. Well, a lot of people don't realize the vastness of the collection down here, the valuable items that are here for, for people to use for researching. Uh, doing my own genealogy, I've been to other counties and researching there, and the collections and the items that I've seen pale in comparison to what we have here. And um, Well, you guys are first rate. I mean, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. We You're try. first rate. Yeah, absolutely. Toot your own horn. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, our primary source of funding is our memberships. And uh, we have people that are members for years, and we don't necessarily see them here, but they fully understand the importance of this center, and they support us. And we also do rely on donations, and we encourage people to to donate when they do use the collection, or even if they're not using the collection, we appreciate that. We do run fundraisers. But uh, we've been able to keep the doors open. We expect we will for a number of years in the, fu- in the future. And then as you look around here, you see uh, uh, a lot of books and other materials. Much of that was donated, too. And uh, as much as we like the money, we also like to add to the collection. And we would ask people that before they start throwing out, particularly historical documents and books and whatever, check with us. If we don't have it, we definitely will want to add it to the collection if it's Beaver County related. Right. And, I, you know, I mentioned this already, uh, and I just want to underscore it, that you guys are really, you are the authority of genealogy here in the county. Mm-hmm. Um, you are the experts. So if anyone has questions about, is this valuable or what should I do with this? I have this old yearbook or whatever. 
they should give you a call, right? Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't hurt to do that, right? We've got some really interesting items in the collection that are family related. Oh. Uh, we have some diaries that were written by a family member. There's, well, good, maybe 30 of them. And it's from the 1800s, and they're very interesting. They're valuable, and, of course, we keep them safely tucked away. But uh, we have family photographs and all kinds of things. That's like We mentioned the surname files earlier. You can find any number of items in a surname file. It can be something as simple as a genealogy that somebody else has already done and submitted to the center, which we put in a file. You can find photographs in there. You can find um, original documents like deeds and things like that. just depends on what we have for that particular surname as to what you'll find in there. And so many things get thrown away over the years, don't they? It's a shame. Just thrown away. I mean, you, here's the scenario, right? Um, Mom or dad or grandma or grandpa die, and, you know, we go through the attic, and what do we do with this box of old stuff? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people are like, eh, doesn't mean anything. They just... Pitch it out, right? Throw, right? throw it away. Call us first. <laughs> Call the genealogy center here. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's a shame. You know, today in the digital world, right? Let's talk about that for a second. So much of our lives is now captured in uh, the digital space. I mean, our digital photographs, our, our digital records. A lot of my old paper records I've converted to PDFs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about what's going to happen when the plug gets pulled, right? I can no longer <laughs> view a PDF. Is the center here or is the field of genealogy gravitating more towards digital media, digital record keeping? I think it's a combination right now to digitize the items that are in this collection here. You couldn't do it in our lifetime. There's just so much. But right now, we are making uh, digital copies of the Beaver County marriage records. So if a patron comes in and they're looking for a marriage record from 1885, I think we've completed through about 1955. We have an index as well. So if they had somebody who was married in Beaver County, we would be able to determine yes or no for sure if, if that document's existing. Very easily because it's digitized, right? right? So uh-huh. you are you're actually you're doing that, right? You are right. moving here to... We're in the process. I don't know if you can hear the noise in the background, but occasionally they'll, you'll hear the scanner going off when they're, when they're working on them. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Bob, what's, what is your thoughts of, um, what do you think about the whole digitization movement of records? Oh, you've got two levels there. You have what we digitize and we maintain here, but then you've got organizations out there. Some of them are for-profit organizations, some are not, that also provide digitized records. And it's opened genealogy up to people that would have never thought about sitting down and taking a pen to paper and writing and asking this one or that one. Now it's all available on the computer. The censuses have all been digitized there on the computers. For the genealogists, uh, it's made it much more, much easier to reach out and locate um, other family members even, along with the, the records that show the ancestors. Websites like like FamilySearch.org, they're digitizing their microfilm, and it's becoming available for patrons to use in their own homes. But there are some records which they are not allowed to have access in the individual's homes. You have to either go to a um, LDS church and use their family history center, or you can go to what they call an affiliate library, which is what we are here. So if a person is using FamilySearch.org and they pull up a document and it has 
a lock above the image. And when they click on it, it tells them that they either have to go to a family history library or to an affiliate library. They can come to our facility here and they'll be able to view that image here using our uh, computers. Oh, interesting. Wow. The digitization of records isn't exclusive to us or these um, genealogical organizations. The county has also digitized and uh, within the last year, they've made available online the deeds for Beaver County from 1800 forward. In the past, the deeds were on the microfilm and people would come in here and one of us would sit down with them to, just to show them how the, the, um, the Russell, the index. Russell indexing was worked to find the deed they're looking for. Now, you sit at home and uh, you can search the deeds for the county back to the founding of the county. Is that taking business away? I mean, to put it that way, uh, all this do all this online stuff that people are researching. I, in other words, are people? Is it a DIY do-it-yourself thing now in the world of genealogy, rather than coming to a center like you all? I don't see it that way. I think what it's done is this open things up more to where people get into it, and then it creates more questions in their minds, and then they're here. To, to talk to us and to see what else we can do to support. So I don't, uh, I don't believe it's hurt our business. No, I don't think so either. Uh, there's a lot of people that will start searching their deeds and things, and then they get confused, and then they'll ask us to do the search for them and help them out that way as well. Right, and, and I can imagine this dynamic playing out too. People say, oh, I'm going to do my family tree. They get on Ancestry.com or one of these other sites, MyHeritage, which I used. And they look up stuff and they go, well, that's that's all I find. But if they don't know that your center exists and these records exist, they may not know that there's a whole new world of information about their family, their local family here in Beaver County, for example, that they could find out by coming to the center. So what I'm saying is it's a bit of a deception. You know, you get online, you, oh, look at this record, that record, and you might go, well, I reached a dead end. That's what it is, right? Well, that's one of the things I try to stress in the uh, genealogy and family history classes that we teach here. Um, you still have to do the legwork. You can start in the comfort of your own home in your cozy clothes with your cup of coffee and your munchies, and, and you can go on to Ancestry and Family Search and all the other websites, but you still need to do the legwork because the details are in the legwork. The uh, Beaver County tax records that we have here, for instance, they're not all available online. You might find one here or there. The city directories, same thing there. But you need to do the legwork, and certainly the surname files, whatever materials we would have in there, you still need to do the legwork. And there's that whole dimension of fee-for-service, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you have to pay to view those census records that you will find on Ancestry.com. And if you don't Mm -hmm. pay, if you can't or don't want to pay, you don't have access to that. Your services here, I mean, let's talk about your services. What is free and what do you charge for? People are welcome to come to the center during our hours of operation and look at any of the records that are here, any of the documents, uh, and the staff will help them and direct them, you know, for their search. If somebody wants us to do research for them, we charge them $20 per half hour, and um, there's several ways they can go about doing that. They can uh, email us at research at beavercountyhistory.org and inquire what's the, the best process to go about that. If somebody's looking for an obituary that uh, was a Beaver County newspaper obituary, they can find those here very easily. 
we have a finding aid book, and it's done in chronological order. It will tell the patron whether that year of obituaries has been indexed and where they can find the copy. So in a matter of a few minutes, a person can have the actual item that they're looking for instead of pulling out the reel of microfilm and putting it on the machine and going day after day until they locate it. Uh, as far as fees, we, we charge no user fee. It's open to the public, walk in and look. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they make copies, we charge 25 cents a copy, which we feel is reasonable. Mm, it helps yeah. us somewhat. And we do encourage, but we don't ask for donations. So if someone wants to come to the center, where do they go? Where are you? Well, we're located in the former 911 facility, which is in the cultural event center complex here. Um, a lot of people know it as the Beaver Train Station. Um, it's actually an underground bunker. <laughs> and um, the address is 250 East End Avenue. And you have a website, too. Right? We do. It's uh, beavercountyhistory.org. Our email address is research at beavercountyhistory.org. Our phone number is 724-775-1775. You also have a speaker series, right? We do. Uh, We have a monthly speaker series um, during the months of April through November. These are open to the public. We have speakers that come in on different topics. They'll either be genealogical in nature or historical in nature. We have a speaker coming from the U.S. Census Bureau. She will be talking about the historical value of the U.S. Census and also the importance of the upcoming 2020 Census next year. And we also have started teaching genealogy classes. Uh, They're genealogy and family history classes. They are a series of three lessons, uh, three consecutive weeks. We charge $35 for the classes. We will be doing those this fall, uh, late September, early October. And the class size is actually full right now, so we're taking people on a waiting list. Wow, that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's a lot of people that are interested, and we tried to keep them uh, small and inexpensive. So the person out there who thinks, well, maybe I want to do my family history and my, find out my roots, but I'm not really sure if that's something that I'd be interested in doing. So they're not investing a lot of time or a lot of money in order to learn how to go about doing that. In these classes, um, will you be talking about what seems to be the, you know, the, the rage now, DNA, DNA testing, to find out who you are, right. where you came from? Is that even possible? Well, that's part of the classes. We, we tell them um, a process of how they can go about researching their family. We discuss the different common records that they'll come across, like the census records that we mentioned before and military records and things like that. And then we talk about ways that they can store this valuable information that they've discovered. Uh, We talk about scanning everything, the digitization, especially old family photographs. You want to put those in an archive protection, and you want to have a digital copy of those as well as a backup so you don't lose those. Mm -hmm. Because as we all know, old pictures will fade, and it's easier to share a digital image than it is to take that hard copy. Bob, what are your thoughts on this whole DNA testing? I personally have um, been tested through two organizations, my wife also. I would say to everybody, before they get tested, read the disclaimers. In performing genealogy, you find skeletons in the closet and surprises. With DNA, the surprises are out there. You may not like what you find, so be prepared for the unusual. 
I uh, discovered a cousin, didn't know she existed. She was over 40 years old when we found her. But it turns out I had an uncle that had a extramarital affair with her mother. She is a full first cousin and uh, we're happy to have her in the family. Turned out to be a joyful thing, but those events occurred and those people were out there and DNA will hook you up with them. You have to be prepared for that, right? Yeah, so when I mean, right. you open up a door, you look inside. Eh. Yeah, people <laughs> yeah, people were finding that they have uh, grandchildren out there they didn't know exist. And, oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, looking, it's an eye-opener. Yeah, looking into your family history and your background, you have to keep an open mind. Yeah, for sure. This is not just a place with books and resources. This is a very exciting, active, uh, mysterious place, right? You never know what you're going to find when you get into these records. It's fun down here because fun. you never yeah. know who's going to walk through the door. You never know where they're coming from. You never know what they're going to look for. And that eureka moment sometimes if somebody finds what they've been looking for for years, it's just amazing to see their faces. And I think that's one of the things that keeps us going. And you have these moments here. We do. people discover do. things and they get emotional because they hadn't realized. We do. We had a, a woman actually who was in our, our genealogy classes who was looking for a person that was buried in a local cemetery. And the local cemetery actually had their records destroyed. Fortunately for that person and for us, we already have copies of that cemetery's records. So while the cemetery was trying to help them locate the burial, they had the person in the, the wrong spot. But by using the records that we have here, they were able to find the actual burial location for this person. Mm. So that was nice. And we got uh, recently we got a thank you letter. It said, thank you for the excellent report on finding the missing pieces of my family genealogy. So it's always nice to get that little thank you note. That's priceless. Mm -hmm. Right? That is absolutely priceless. It is. And we hang that on the bulletin board that we have here so that all of our volunteer staff will see that. And We strive when somebody comes in here to find what they're looking for. And in many occasions, we don't find the specific information, but we find something else. We do not like people to leave here empty-handed. And what do you mean? You give gifts away, or what? <laughs> no, we get we try to give them some information and something they did they didn't have when they came. that's relevant to their genealogy or their history search, and as a result, we get uh, we get a lot of uh, of thanks from people when they when they're going out the door. And that's what it's all about, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, well, yes. why why else would we do? Uh, local history and genealogy if it weren't really for that human dimension mm -hmm. to all of it right Laura Lee Bob thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing a glimpse into your world here at the Beaver County Genealogy and History Center and we talked about a lot of things today you know we could go on for another hour I'm sure very easily I, I have just about a jillion things in my head um, questions and uh, things that I'd like to share but uh, thank you so much for this and I hope that when this podcast comes out people will listen and and uh, they will come out and check you all out thank you thank you Kevin it was a pleasure to have you here today for more Beaver County history visit the Beaver County history podcast a production of the Social Voice Project.